guys, welcome back to Mission Accomplished. My name is Michelle. And I'm still Garrett. And today we will be talking about a plethora of topics. We've got the MCU. Why are we speaking about that? Because that's what we're watching now. We are also going to talk about the time Michelle cut my hair, which was last week. Interesting story. You're going to want to stick around for that one. There's... And we're going to talk about the new challenge accepted, which Michelle will be starting this week. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. And the last topic, and all these topics are going to be in random in random order. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> the last topic we will talk about is how Michelle is doing with her current challenge accepted episode, which is chess. chess. So, Michelle, uh, let's just start with... Um, what we're doing when we're not working. What are we doing when we don't Ooh, work? I'm so excited about this. Okay, guys. So currently, Garrett and I are watching the entire <clears throat> Marvel Cinematic Universe in timeline order, which is not the same as release order. Yeah. So instead of, you know, watching them when they came out originally, we were watching them in the order of which they occur in the MCU timeline chronologically. For example... Even though Miss Marvel, uh, sorry, even though Captain Marvel released very recently, when you put it in timeline order, it's the second film. But we also skipped Captain Marvel. Because we saw it, sorry. <laughs> so we already cheated. Uh, cheated on the second movie. The first movie is obviously Cap, uh, the first Cap, Captain America. Captain America, the first Avenger, Avenger which you loved. Yeah, that was the first time seeing it. Oh, yeah. oh, oh! By the way, I've so I, I've seen all the Marvel movies multiple times. Michelle has seen most of them, mm -hmm. and more more so the more recent ones. But I just found this out that you didn't, you hadn't seen a lot of the uh, uh, like Phase One and half of Phase Two movies. I didn't right? because that was sort of like during high school, end of high school, college. beginning of college, yeah. and where I went to college is like in the middle of nowhere. There is one movie theater mm -hmm. uh and like people they, they call it like the dartmouth bubble where once you go whenever you're on campus you're slightly detached from the rest of the world in a way um even though like there's social media and whatever um there's just a sense of like like whatever's happening else elsewhere in the world like I, it, it, I don't know how to explain it. You're basically you're just in the middle of nowhere. Even though you have the internet, you're detached slightly from everything else just because of how isolated you are. Mm -hmm. Um, and so because of that, I feel like the entire four years I was there, I just didn't really go to the movies very much because the movie going experience wasn't a big part, mm -hmm. like something readily available. Even we did have a movie theater, and I did see a couple movies there, but like. It was Wasn't it was like a really a tiny theater. Sure. Um, whereas, like when I came to Los Angeles for my internship that I did here, then I went to the movies a ton. Also, mm -hmm. because I was like working in the industry and I wanted to be up to date. And the movie theaters here are super super nice and really big. Um, so yeah, um, yeah. So I did. I, I feel like I was a bit detached during those four years from pop culture. But now we're playing catch up. Yes. And now you're getting to see some of these movies for the first time. Yeah. Or like I did see them when they came out. Like I've, I've seen all the Iron Mans, but 
Did I, you see Iron Man one before? I did see Iron Man one before. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought that was your first time. So that well, was like, the first I time saw... you saw Iron Man two. There's no way you'd seen Iron Man. Yes, that was the first time I'd seen Iron Man. The first time you saw Cap, and the first time you saw any of the Thor movies. No, I've seen I've seen Thor three. I've seen seen Ragnarok, but but we haven't gotten there yet. We're still in phase two. Okay. Yep. So you're playing catch up. Uh, So that was the first time you saw Captain America, the first one, Um, and we've been slowly ranking them. Like I have Michelle putting them. I have a little app on my phone. Okay, let's let's talk about this. So here's Michelle's current order. Okay, mind you, we're well, in. Are we in? We're we're nearing the end of phase two, right? We are nearing the end of phase two, but it's kind of weird because we're watching in timeline order. We've already like broken the phase order, so like we've seen. We're about to like, if we what if we did watch Captain Marvel, we would have watched a phase three film, mm-hmm. right? So, here's out of the movies that we have seen. Here's the current order. All right, my, my. from worst. To the best. best. So we're going to start with the worst. Worst movie so far that you have seen in the MCU with this viewing. So not counting the future movies. And I will say my opinion of these films has changed, changed. from the first time I saw them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For example, the first time I saw Iron Man, I don't, I did not fully appreciate it. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah. So uh, also some interesting fact is, you know, do you know the terrorist organization that was in Iron Man 1 and Iron Man 3? Okay. Do you know the organization's name? No. Do you remember the flag that was behind Iron Man? What is the name of the organization? Uh, So the name of the organization is the Ten Rings. Oh, And you remember okay. those, like, ten yeah. rings in a circle? All right. Do you know the hero Shang-Chi that's coming yes. out? Right, starring Simu Liu. Yes, and do you know what the name of that film is? It's Shang Chi oh and the Legend God. of the Ten Rings. Very interesting. So they're coming back. Everything ties together. That's all I wanted to say. Very cool. That all comes right. out this summer in July. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Do they push it? I don't know. We'll see. Well, because now knows? Black Widow got moved to May. So will they do a May July? I don't know. Just give it to me. Give it to me now. I want to watch both. So your least favorite of the movies we've Uh seen so far is Thor. Thor number one. Yeah. I agree. This movie kind of blows. I love Marvel. But here's what I think happened in the movie. That that movie kind of blows. I think it was the first film they did that was okay. All the Marvel movies have CGI, obviously, but this one was like the the most fantastical mm-hmm. hero they've dealt with before and therefore the most cgi like the majority yeah. of the movie is on a green screen I mean, except thor, for when they're in new mexico thor um, is high fantasy so there was a lot of what was interesting about thor it and as you were saying it, it's like the first time they go outside of earth earth meaning <laughs> They are now making creative decisions on what what other realms look like for the entire MCU. We're yeah. decided in 2011 when Thor <laughs> came out, and the way it looked was fine. But I my point was I think a larger percentage of the budget went to VFX versus other things that could have better served the story. I think they just didn't write a good script. Mm-hmm. I think it was. It was uh, lazy. Sorry. I mean, like, it, it, uh, there was a lot of just characters waiting around for the plot to, to, to move. And that, that's not very fun. So moving on, 
we have uh, uh, the, the next least favorite film. And now this is, might be a shocker to some people. Maybe not others. Iron Man 3 is second on the list. So second to last. Iron Man 3 directed by Shane Black. I like Shane Black's movies. But I, nice I guys was great. don't like Iron Man 3. I the don't like it. The whole plot line of like, we're in Tennessee and I'm in a kid's garage. I like the character aspect. I like that, but I don't like the execution of it. It felt a little messy and like, I don't know, like the Mandarin being like a farce was sort of, it was funny for a joke, but then it just made the whole thing feel a little like weightless and like why why the stakes just felt low all of a sudden also i didn't like the orange magma man thing <laughs> that was that was that felt like that felt like early x-men or fantastic four sort of like mm -hmm. cgi powers and i i love those movies but there I were also like moments this. where i felt like the stakes could like felt off to me for example spoiler at the end when pepper Potts falls off the scaffolding into a literal like flame storm mm -hmm. tony doesn't seem to show much like there wasn't a real moment of like sadness and shock of like i've lost the person i love mm -hmm. it was like he knew all along she would live which maybe he did because she is a magma person now. But we <laughs> as an audience didn't know that. Yeah, it's almost and like the movie was self-aware that the, yeah. like even they might have given him that moment because he did react to it. It was just kind of cut short because yeah. of the action sequence. So I, my my guess is that they just cut out the the full reaction for the sake of runtime. But I, run time I just felt like because that could they have been knew, a really strong moment. Oh, I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. Um and that has to do a little bit with the writing, I think. Um, so I don't want to go through every single movie. So we're going to skip okay, a bunch. Okay. But your top three, let's say, your top three. In third place. So in third place, Captain America, the first Avenger. Yes. You really liked the first Cap. I thought it was very impressive because it's a period piece mm -hmm. that still dealt with superheroism. Um, and yeah. Uh, yeah. I love the first Cap. Um, in second place was Avengers 1. Yes, very impressive movie, um, considering like how we discussed off podcast that each of the main characters does have an arc and each of the main characters, the way their fight styles are used is so cool. I think <clears throat> I think Joss Whedon did an excellent job at, <clears throat> as you just said, making the action unique and interesting for each character. Like it wasn't just two and a half hours of senseless action. Every movement and action felt like, like the way that Cap fought is very different than the way Iron Man fights and is different than how Black Widow fights. And just watching it was, I felt like a comic book. It really felt like a comic book. I remember sitting in the theater watching that, yeah. that famous shot when all the Avengers are in one frame for the first time in the movie mm -hmm. at the Battle of New York at the beginning. <clears throat> at the beginning of the battle of new york and i just like i lost it because that was the first time seeing them all together like that um okay and in first place your favorite movie to date mm -hmm. which is a dope choice a lot of people will agree with you on this is a cap is captain america to winter soldier yeah so this movie is an homage so it was directed by the russo brothers 
So obviously this is their first contribution to the MCU. As many of you know, they did Infinity War, Endgame, uh, Civil War. Um, the Russos also, if you don't know, directed like a ton of episodes of Community and they directed a ton of episodes of Arrested Development. So they are masters at having a bunch, a big cast of characters and making them comedic and meaningful. And like, they're just masters at juggling big casts, which is why I think they were selected to do these big Marvel movies. Cause this is a hard task to do. And winter soldier, man, it, it is an homage to the old seventies political thriller movies, right? So you look at movies like three days of the condor and, um, all the president's men, these like big movies from the seventies, and they even, I mean, genius, they took Robert Redford, who was a star of these big 70s political thrillers, and they threw him into the MCU. And it, it was just beautifully done. So why did you like Winter Soldier? I liked it because I like I like Black Widow's involvement in it. Um, I like the story. I love that Cap is sort of trying to find his place in modern world. And then finally learns that one of his f best friends from the time before is still here um but then finding out that that best friend is now your enemy it's just a lot to work with and the concept of shield having secret hydra people in it was really cool mm -hmm. yeah and that was the first time you saw that movie as well um <clears throat> so next on our list we have where we're watching guardians then Guardians 2, because they take place uh, before Age of Ultron. Then we will watch Age of Ultron. Yeah. And then I believe it's Ant-Man after that. So that is the the current, like what we have on our docket. Uh, very exciting. A lot of good movies. You yeah. had, you've never seen Age of Ultron. You uh, have seen the other three that I just mentioned. So people are going to think I'm a bogus Marvel fan. No, no, no. I mean, there are so <laughs> many movies. It, you'd be surprised how many people just haven't seen all of them who have been like, oh, I've seen the highlights. I've seen the Avengers. Movie. Well, most people haven't seen all of them. Um, it's hard to find somebody who's seen every single one. Uh, we're doing like one a night. Yeah. Except Saturday we did a double feature. We did do two, and that and was and they were dope. both bad. They're they're both bad. So. It was Thor two and Iron Man three. Yeah, not my favorite grouping, <laughs> but it's you just have to get through it, you know. Even on stream that day, I was streaming chess, and then I was like, "Guys, we're watching the MCU and timeline order. We're gonna go watch Iron Man 3. and everyone in chat was like, "Eh." <laughs> yeah. Uh, but watching both Guardians movies is really fun. Um, and uh, honestly, oh, and then after Ant-Man, we get what I think is one of the best movies, which is Civil War. Yes. So we, we do have a, be great. a pretty good lineup. Speaking of fantastic stories, you know what I have been enjoying a lot lately, Garrett? Audiobooks. Oh, yeah, baby. How did I guess? Huge shout out to Audible for sponsoring today's episode. Recently, they just launched Audible Plus, and with Audible Plus, you get access to the Plus catalog, which is filled with thousands and thousands of select originals, audiobooks, and podcasts, including ad free versions of popular shows and exclusive series. So, I use Audible to read uh, the Song of Ice and Fire series. Um, I read it hardcover back in the day, but rereading it uh, has been really 
enjoyable on my drives listening to it in the car and also to be fair in 2021 i've been sort of missing game of thrones so getting to relive those stories <laughs> has been a lot of fun whenever i'm driving around by myself in the car i've been loving listening to untamed by glennon doyle such a fantastic memoir by her. I actually read it for the first time at the beginning of quarantine. Was so mind blown by it. I think that was right after it just came out actually. And recently I've just been wanting to reinvigorate my life in 2021 with New Year's resolutions with a lot of those same mindset goals. And if you guys want to listen to either of those books or any of the thousands offered on audible.com, all you guys got to do is go to audible.com slash mission or text mission to 500 500 to start your free 30-day trial again to get a free 30-day trial all y'all gotta do is go to audible.com mission or text mission to 500 500 so that's enough about marvel we just took 15 minutes of your time i could go all day every time we watch a movie together it doesn't matter what movie it is garrett gives a speech like he'll turn all the lights off, get the mo the movies literally queued up. Sometimes we've even watched the opening credits and I'll be like, wait, wait, wait. He'll pause, he'll stand up and start pacing around the room and say, so this is 1999. <laughs> and this is so-and-so's first film as a director. It was the Cannes selection starring Scarlett Johansson. That None of that is true. <clears throat> For the Marvel movies. I know not for the Marvel movies. I'm <laughs> saying every freaking movie we watch, uh -huh. even if you've not seen it, you give uh -huh. me a speech, which I love. Uh, okay, so that, that's just... You give just... me a speech slash pop quiz. I don't... Okay. So I, we're I, about I, to I watch Iron Man 3, which... What happened to Iron Man 2 at the end? Post-credits? Oh! Good job. And then after this, what happened? And I, I... Pepper Potts is now... Head of Stark Industries. Okay, but here's the thing. Now you know the MCU like that. So I do do this, yes. And I'm not I'm not ashamed of it. This is just what it's happens just when funny. you go to four years of film school and, and like film history lectures. Honestly, once I started like getting film lectures at, before a movie and it sets the stage of like not just who the people are who were making the movie, but like what was going on in, in, in the world when this movie was being made, it really starts to inform the art and you understand and see these nuances that you wouldn't have seen otherwise. Like for example, if I didn't bring up the, like that winter soldier is a homage to us, you know, the seventies political thriller movies, like that adds a whole layer of appreciation to the movie that you might not have gotten otherwise. Cause if, if you just haven't seen those movies, right. Um, and I want to take you back and watch those movies, all the president's men and three days of the condor, uh, like Robert Redford's in both of those, actually, like we should, uh, Faye Dunaway is in three days of the condor. That's one of those like under the radar movies that kind of, I wrote a, I wrote a whole paper on that. So this is me getting film school for free since I didn't go to film school. <sighs> yeah, I'm doing my best. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm a nerd and, uh, kind of annoying sometimes about it. But uh, you pretend to love it, and it makes I me do feel love better. it, okay, actually. Good. I genuinely do. So, uh, next, uh, chess updates. Okay, so you've been in, you've been doing chess for like a week and a half. Uh, we're rounding our second week, going balls to the walls in chess. Yeah. With chess, how are you feeling? I'm feeling mixed emotions, guys. So no, no, no. You love chess, right? Oh, I love chess. Okay, okay, sorry. When you say mixed emotions, it yeah, feels I like feel you're like, like I, I, I not I like don't that. Like not it. not okay. about 
the topic of chess. <clears throat> I'll explain. First of all, to everyone who has been joining in on these chess streams, holy shit and thank you. We have the highest viewership we've ever had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> chess is popping on Twitch. Yeah. Um, you guys are sitting every through time three I've... to four hour chess lessons. Yeah. And That's every insane. time I've streamed chess, we have been in the top five chess streams on Twitch. At the time. Out yeah. of everyone streaming yeah. chess, which is crazy. Um, yeah. So if you want a free chess lesson or find it at all, find it interesting, go check out the streams. Yeah. On they Twitch. are insane. Um, and if anybody who's like, what do you guys do on these chess streams? So literally, um, I have been getting to take lessons from Gotham Chess, who is Levy Rosman, and Anna Rudolph, Anna Chess, as well as Danny Wrench, who is the chief chess officer of chess.com. And y'all, these are people who live and breathe chess. They are international masters, grandmasters, and so good. And I've been getting to take lessons from them and we stream it and it's so educational learning from the best of the best, uh, not only as chess players, but also as coaches. They're very, 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 very good. Um, so highly recommend tuning in. We've all just been learning a ton. And then kind of on my days in between, I have been just streaming me playing games and hanging out and doing a ton of puzzles. So I've been grinding. I've been on the chess grind. And so far it's been good like i've been happy with my progress just a week and a half in mm -hmm. um and however i have also been and i've been encouraged but also discouraged because there are people participating in pog champs which is the final tournament i'm going to be playing in competing in uh there are people who are in the tournament who are like so experienced um like Daniel i would say Granu, more experienced ludwig yeah. like all these people have competed in pog champs before or have played tons of tons of chess over years and i'm just sort of like on the one hand proud of my progress in a short amount of time but on the other like is it even going to pay off in the tournament you know like am i actually can I actually rival these people who have been doing it for years? So is that discouraging to you? What It's discouraging. It's like, what? discouraging because I feel like I have been sort of in this little bubble of like, I'm doing great. I'm really excited and I'm putting in a lot of work. And then when I think about the final challenge, I'm, I'm like, is it actually going to make a big difference or... Am I spending all this time on something that I'm just going to get out in the first round on anyways, which would suck. It would be, I, I feel like it would be so embarrassing because now I feel like there's this, there's this pressure on me and this anticipation of like Michelle's putting in all of this time and effort. And if I get out on, you know, the first round or something like that, then what was it for? I think uh, maybe, and, and we've kind of talked about this. Setting the standard for success should, shouldn't should be winning the tournament. The standard of success should be your own personal improvement and success within this, yeah. this, this game. Um, like, you going from 500 ELO to 1,000 would people, be People keep saying crazy. that. They're like, yeah, Michelle, you can go from 500 to 1,000. 
in in a month like if you really grind guess what y'all my elo just keeps going down because i keep losing dumb games um they're not dumb games but like well I, so i've watched some of the games like i've gone back through and what happens is you use theory for the beginning and then when you don't know what to do you just like well this move works i could do it but then you like almost stop with the theory at a certain point and you just got to continue that theory of like why is a move good in the move i'm making why is it good or why might it be bad is it helping your position, hurting your position? And like, I just think you got to keep up that thought process throughout the whole game. And when you're doubting yourself and you're like, well, I don't know what to do here. So I might as well make a random move. Just go fall back on theory. And I Thank think you for that advice, Garrett. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think Danny. <laughs> what? Good God. Uh, I think it's what, just frustrating. I think what Danny was teaching you, which was like, well, very advanced for, uh, you know, sub 500 ELO. But like you he he was talking about just basic theory and why something might be considered good and i think the more theory that you understand the more your instincts will be fine-tuned to just automatically move within what's good for theory for chess just like what's innately good and once you do that over and over and over again and again that sometimes that's just repetition of just pattern recognition you'll be way better off so you're gonna lose a lot of games before you start winning a lot of games so like that's part of the repetition process. Um, but I think you've been doing great. I think the community has been recognizing your your improvement. And again, I think the uh, standard of success, the bar that is set like for yourself shouldn't be winning the tournament. It doesn't even need to be winning the first round. It's just like, are you a better chess player in a month? Like, did you put in the work? In, do you understand? Do you actually understand the game better? Or did you luck your way through? Like, because you winning... But like getting lucky because somebody else blundered isn't to me success. Like that's just getting lucky. So to me, success is do you fundamentally understand? Even if you don't perform on the day, like that's fine. Like I would feel like performing in the chess tournament would be more of a standards of success if we were playing over the board chess. Because I think to be honest, over the board chess involves a lot of like what poker involves, which is mm -hmm. like keeping yourself calm in high stress, high pressure situations. A lot of over the board chess is that. And like reading and playing mind games with the person across the board from you. But without that, chess almost online has completely become who yeah. is just better at the fundamentals of the game. So at this point, that's all I need to see from you. And you've already shown that. So as long as you keep showing that like you are understanding the game more and more week to week, I think that's success in chess. Yeah. But you're having a lot of fun. I am, yeah, and I, I mean, I'm learning a lot. So, and we have got we've got a lesson coming out today. today uh, yeah. I mean, this this podcast won't be up on the correct day, so <laughs> who knows when the chess lessons will be? If you want to follow along on the chess lessons, follow Michelle on Twitch, uh, and uh, yeah, you could uh, hang out and see the training for the video before the video comes out. So that's really fun. Uh, what else we got? We have a. Uh, the next challenge accepted, which we're filming this week, let's just briefly, I don't want to go too much into it. I think we'll go into it in a later video, but just to tease, what is the next challenge accepted? Rock climbing. So talk to me a little bit about it. Tease so it. I'm going to be trading rock climbing in preparation for a tall outdoor rock climb in Nevada. If you follow either of us on Twitch, you would have heard this announcement there. 
uh, Michelle has been sort of crowd like basically using Twitch as a as a, a way of like polling people what they want <laughs> to see next. So if you're in that community, great. You've been participating. You probably know, knew this was coming and you probably had some hand in like what the video will be like. We take a lot of suggestions from there and from the Discord. Um, so what are you most excited about for this challenge and what are you most afraid of? I'm most excited because uh, we get to go outside for this challenge. That's nice. We get to be outside. We get to go outside. Um, we get to go see a new a new place or two during this video. Um, I I'm just really excited about the small group of people we have together for this. I just love filming. I mean, I love I'm most in my element when I'm producing and filming. And so I get really, really excited doing all of that. Um, I'm most nervous about the fact that like I'm trying to accomplish a huge goal in a very short amount of time, which is about which is every freaking episode of Challenge Accepted. Um, so I hope I can do it. Yeah, this is a good episode to film because it's COVID friendly. It's outside. Everyone can keep their distance. Um, so that that's exciting to me that like, yeah, I like filming episodes that we can do safely and not feel bad about. Um so yeah, that's going to be exciting. Uh, and I don't know. Let's talk about, uh, I don't want to go too far into that because I think we want to save yeah, some Yeah, we, we want to talk about it more next week because yeah. I start training tomorrow uh, and have some big sessions over the next few days. So I feel like it'd be more valuable to talk about once we've experienced more of it. So let's dive into probably the main topic of this episode, which is the challenge that you did last week on my head. Which is not, which is not come out on the YouTube channel yet. It should be out Shoot, soon, soon, in a couple weeks. Yeah, soon. soon. It'll come out soon, guys. Uh, <laughs> and this is Michelle training like a barber. Uh, so, Michelle, give me the quick rundown. So for the past year, a topic that it seems like everyone has had to deal with at one point or another is cutting someone else's hair. Well, it's time for Michelle to do it. Yeah, and I didn't want to do it until I actually learned how to do it because i don't know like cutting someone's hair and and having the the physical appearance of someone else literally in the palm of your hands well, is terrifying to me because i don't for, even know how to do my own for spoiler alert i mean you could for the people watching on youtube you could see my hair right now she did a great job this looks really good yeah i'm like genuinely impressed there but it was not uh without a few mishaps along the way. A few mishaps. Okay, so let's go to the beginning of the story. So the beginning of the story, we want to do this video on barbering. Well, great. Turns out that we have a connection to the Barbershop Club Los Angeles, which is one of the oldest barbershop clubs, one of the oldest barbershops in Los Angeles, owned by Woody Lavelle, who's this amazing the best. person. The best. Just like the coolest person. He's he is an expert surfer. barber. Yeah, let's, expert barber. Let's, let's set him up as a barber. Yeah, I just think it's cool that he's <laughs> No, no, a that's surfer that's too. good too. Uh I want people to know that he is a barber first. Okay, fine. And he is good. Like yes, this very this good. guy, like Woody is the man. Um also for those listening, Woody has a podcast himself mm -hmm. between him and his therapist and they attempt to break the stereotype and stigma of men and therapy which is really interesting and yeah that men should seek out therapy uh -huh. this is this is a whole other like thing. This, this place is, is so cool and also the barbershop club even offers 
therapy as a service. Mm -hmm. So you can go and get your haircut and go to therapy. They're really all about like breaking down the stereotypes and definition of traditional masculinity. I just think it's really freaking cool. Awesome. Awesome place. Awesome people. So Michelle went to this barbershop to learn how to cut my hair and we made a video about the experience and you will get to see uh we also got to get really cute outfits we did i was so excited about this so um at the barbershop club the theme of the shop is uh very old school like how, how would you describe it yeah i mean it is it is the old like it has influences from the 40s and 50s it is like a little time capsule, like stuck in time. If you walk into that barbershop and you feel like you are in that time period, mm -hmm. um, like they have The checkered floor, yeah, it's, red it, leather uh, chairs yeah, it's, from it's, the 40s. It's wonderful. And uh, so to match that, we uh, Michelle decided to get outfits that match the style of the location. Yeah. Rightfully so. They were so cute. So what did you wear? So I wore this really cute 50s dress um, and it was green and had white polka dots and it had a little bow. And then I also wore the black and white saddle shoes. Mm -hmm. You look great. I, uh, I wore, I basically went for the Don Draper on the yes. weekends look. Don and, uh, Draper on the weekends. You pretty happy with it. Really good. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it was fun. It was definitely fun. Yeah. You'll, you, outfits are definitely a big part of this. So you show up to the barbershop and Woody gives you a little lesson. He puts yeah. some. He puts scissors in your hands, and he says, "All right, we're gonna learn to snip, snip, and we're gonna learn to cut, and we're gonna learn to make, uh, make a haircut happen." Now, um, regardless if you knew this, the like the the, the tools are very very sharp. The tools yeah. are very like I always very sharp. knew because I've seen some like articles online about like if you're cutting your hair at home, this is what you need to know, and they always talk about how important the sharpness of the scissors needs to be, that you need a really sharp mm -hmm. pair of scissors. I had never thought about the caveat to that of like, you could cut your hand or cut their ear or something while you're doing it. So I'm sitting here listening and Woody's like, don't cut Garrett's ear. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, you could very well cut his ear. You could, as you're pulling the hair up and cutting across the fingers, you could cut your own knuckle. All right, so for yeah. the record, you cut my hair, and I bled a total number of three times. Three times, everybody, is the number of times that blood exited my body due to a haircut given by Michelle. Now, here's the thing. I'm not complaining about this. Not, not at all. I got a free haircut from my loved one. It was excellent. I have no complaints. I'm just saying that it happened. That's it. And you know what? It's not that bad. I it could have been way worse. I don't know why it was three times though. Like uh, after so the first time, I in the video Michelle didn't tell me that she cut me, which means it wasn't that bad. So it was like, literally like imagine a drop of blood, one single drop. Now imagine half of that. It was not a full drop. It was not like a full, like fully realized drop of blood. It was like a like a little like. Did you have speck. to pat away blood from my neck? Just one pat. It wasn't like when you're shaving and you cut yourself and it just keeps bleeding and you have to put like toilet paper on. Dude, I didn't you have to kept saying, "Oh, I want a straight razor your neck and shave your neck," and I'm like, because 
No. I think it would be fun. If you cut me Let already. Let me straight razor your neck. No, not after like, what happened. We, we could like clean up your neck. It would look really nice. I'm not doing that. Not with your track record. If we do a couple more haircuts. You haircut, didn't even know. You didn't even know you were bleeding. Does that matter? I feel it's weird that you didn't tell me. We're in the chair and I'm like, is everything going on? Is everything okay back there? And you're like, everything's fine as you're wiping away the blood away from listen, my neck. Like, what the heck listen, is going on? It was a moment where I had to decide as a professional barber, is it better for my client mm -hmm. to have an emotional reaction mm -hmm. to something that isn't that crazy or to just move on and tell them afterwards? Life lessons. Lie. Lie your way to success. Ask for forgiveness, not permission, is what Michelle is saying. Okay, but like if you cut someone, you should probably tell them. But it, it seriously wasn't that much. And I know no one's believing me right now, but when you see the video, it's it, it's like... It wasn't that bad. Minuscule. It wasn't that bad. Honestly, if the haircut felt really nice, I was really impressed. It looks freaking amazing. <laughs> uh, I have no complaints. Now you have to let me shave you now. No, I still won't let you do that. That is terrifying to me. That actually, like the, getting a haircut wasn't that scary to me. Get it, like you shaving me actually is terrifying and I will not have it. Okay. Well, the video turned out amazing, guys. I'm really happy. So with far, that. it's really funny. I think, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it to come out. I hope, I hope you guys enjoy it too. It's, it's definitely one of our more comedic, comedically toned videos. So, yeah, it's really funny. What was the hardest part for you? Uh, I mean, all of it. Like, it, like I'm telling you, that, like I said, did I say that earlier? I can't remember. The concept of getting a good fade is really difficult. I thought that doing the fade, I don't know why. I thought it was more, how do I explain this? More automated than it is hand drawn. Does that make sense? Like I thought there so was more of like why a Why did you think it process. was automated? You're not a machine. Like, what made you think like, oh, I just do this, this, and this, and it will just because look like that? Because of the clippers. Oh, so you thought like I the thought, oh. I thought the, the clippers had some setting where you could like auto-fade. Yeah, yeah, and it would just like do it for you so you get a perfect fade. I didn't realize that you have to like change out the guards yourself. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know what the guards were. And like create the fade across the entire head and make it as even as possible. Like just you yourself but again i think you did a great job i think you impressed you impressed woody you impressed me it was a good time i just wanted you to have a nice experience and then i got a little neck massage at the end i did give you a neck massage because that's part of the service yeah you did a great job uh very impressed said this already um look out for it on the youtube channel in a few weeks probably and uh I think that's that just about does it for today, folks. Uh, yeah, we'll keep you guys updated on how rock climbing goes. And in the meantime, be sure to join us on Twitch for the chess streams and uh, follow us on Instagram or something. I don't know. Yeah, follow me, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. GK to 10K. I'm slowly still going down. You're going down? So, okay, here's the thing. Here's what happens on Instagram. Uh, if I... When I post a photo, people who followed me way long ago are reminded, oh, yeah, I don't really need to follow this person. <laughs> and so then they unfollow me. So my best strategy is to never post, but then that defeats the purpose. So what do I want more? 
a social media platform where I can actually express myself and post photos and have fun? Or do I want to have 10,000 followers so I can do swipe ups? Here's the problem. I want to do swipe ups so I can help promote the videos. That's it, guys. That's it. Also for ego. That's it. I'm not, I'm shameless. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but I'm in this weird situation where the more I try, the more the number goes down. Mm -hmm. So now it's not even get GK to 10K. It's help GK stay above 9K because <laughs> it's slowly going down. Why are you guys doing this? It's okay. I think it's fun. It's a fun game to play. And uh, maybe I'll figure out the secret algorithm at some point. Uh, but until then, uh, follow me or unfollow me. Your choice. I'm not going to tell you what to do. And uh, have a nice day. Michelle, wrap us up. Well, if you guys made it to the end of this episode, congratulations. Seriously. Impressive. Mission accomplished. We'll see you next time. Bye. See ya. Can't wait for that to be in the... Uh, a tag of this video. Thanks, Madeline.